Test, test. Hello and welcome to Couple of Vidgets, your episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always... Is his wife, Penny. All right, so the next time I say I'm ready, don't say yes, and then go test, test, because (laughs) I already hit the button to record. That's at the beginning of the episode now. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, it sounds very tight, man, when you do that. (laughs) We're very professional around here. So how's it going today? Not too bad. Weather's kind of crappy today, but you kind of expect that two days before Thanksgiving, so... Yeah, and we got our first snow of the season, too. That was kind of fun to see. I'm glad it's all gone by now. Yeah, melted away already. So today's episode is Monster Movie, and this was like uh, actually the perfect day to watch this because it's so dark and gloomy outside. It was uh, cool to watch a black and white movie then, or black and white TV show. (laughs) Right, right. So uh, this is season four, episode five, and right away you know that you're in for a treat because... The whole opening, it's uh, black and white, and it says Warner Brothers presents Supernatural. It looks like the title card for an old-timey monster movie. Right. And the music in the background that's playing is also that old old 50s-style monster movie music. Yep. It's uh, the font, the clouds, everything about it just screams uh, that era of movies. So have you watched a lot of Universal monster movies? I did back when I was a kid, but not recently. You know, actually, this is kind of a chunk of movies that I have not seen, and I really should sit down and watch these someday. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to dig all this stuff by all the other weird-ass stuff that I like, <laughs> so I can only imagine I would really like that stuff. It's So if you don't know what the Universal Monster Movie series is, the classics, it goes from uh, The Phantom of the Opera in the 1920s, a silent film, and then it goes up into the 50s where then it's the Abbott and Costello bullcrap movies. So they kind of ran out of steam and they had to get the comedy troupe in there because, it, you know, 20 solid years of a franchise had run its course. Uh, they introduced in the 30s, they kind of introduced each one of these monsters individually. Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy. And then uh, in the 40s, then you get the Wolfman and then... It, the films start to turn into like crossover films and just uh, series and spinoffs. And sometimes the movies connect with previous movies and sometimes they don't. And, you know, then they just, like I say, it all <laughs> fell apart, I think, with Abbott and Costello got involved. <laughs> and then it was just a joke. You know, everyone that liked those movies kind of grew up at that point. Right, exactly. I mean,. Yeah, you throw in Abbott and Costello. I mean, I'm just not a fan anyway, but just the fact that you have a scary movie and then you throw in this comedy aspect of it, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, they were comedies. Jump the shark. Yep. All right, so the boys are driving down a uh, dark road. It looks like the beginning of any other episode other than it's in black and white. While they're driving into town, though, uh, there's a sign that says, Welcome to Pennsylvania, but as the lightning uh flashes it you can it says transylvania it blinks back and forth so that was kind of weird yeah they just kind of threw that in for an homage to all the well it has something to do with this episode exactly exactly i don't think it's an homage i think that you know i don't know quite know that that was saying but it was interesting yes so uh 
they're talking about the case. Sam is worried, hey, the world's coming to an end. Should we really be off gallivanting at the moment? But Dean is excited to have a classic monster hunt. He even calls this a black and white case at this point, which is <laughs> yeah. pretty cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've had a case that's pretty black and white like this one. So he could have used cut and dried, but no, he did use black and white. Well, they pull into town and it's a German Oktoberfest happening. And we saw that. We looked this up last episode that this was aired in October 15th or something like that. So, like, right bang on for Oktoberfest as well. Yeah, the original air date of this movie, or this, I keep saying movie too. This episode, Jesus, uh, I'll have to get it. You can it, it, was, it. it was mid-October. Uh, so that's pretty fun too because I think a lot of those, those old movies uh, happen in germany uh there's a series you know I, i'd like i'm pretty sure that some of those films happen in germany i mean where was frankenstein at that must have been somewhere near there anyways uh, yeah it air, originally aired october 16th of 2008 oh. well the trans the transylvania the dracula movies all took place like in transylvania um the frankenstein movies that i really don't know i'm pretty know. sure that's germany uh, but Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, I mean, that's, she's British. She was a British author that did the Frankenstein. Oh, I don't know uh, then. So, I mean, I don't know where they're set. Like I said, it's been a million years. We should have really came into this with some more info <laughs> and actually watched <laughs> these movies that it's referencing. We have no clue. We are dumb. <laughs> yeah. This is starting to sound like penultimate warriors at the moment. Okay. So after this, we'll just watch some old-timey movies, I guess. We've got nothing else to do unless you have work to do. Uh, I do have some work to do, but yeah, I definitely wanted to hit a couple of these today, if you didn't already pick up on that. Uh, Sam and Dean are dressed very nice, so they're obviously doing their FBI routine. <laughs> There's a reference in here about seeing a Raiders movie, and I was just confused by that reference, and we paused it and discussed it for a minute, but let's go back to that. What, what was the joke that was said? Do you remember? Oh, no, I don't remember the exact... Well, quote right. yeah it was some about oh you saw a movie without me it's like hey you were in hell what, what else was i supposed to do so it's nice that we do know that they go see movies once in a while for the fun of it we, i've always wondered that um yeah here's the quote dean says well we we still got to see the new raiders movie then sam says i saw it without me you were in hell okay well, yeah i gotta go see the new raiders movie and i'm like what i don't know of any series called raiders I assumed, like I said, it was that... Uh, but Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Well, you know, they... I never heard that referred to as a Raiders movie. You know what I've heard them referred to as? Indiana Jones movies. Uh, that's the only Raiders movie I can think of, unless there was a, you know, a movie about the football team. <laughs> which yeah, I there doubt. was a whole series of movies that we've somehow missed about a football team. <laughs> All right, well, Sam spots the sheriff. I guess that's their connection or whatever, who they wanted to go talk to. They wander up to him and introduce themselves as FBI, and uh, they get taken right on in. I mean, this sheriff, he's like, oh, glad you're here. Even, they, even, they even introduce themselves as Angus and Young, so that's ridiculous. Like, they introduce themselves, and, like, nobody bats an eye. Why would they? Because that's a reference to ACDC. Yes, it is. Uh, what did it I mean? like how you're trying to test me to see if I know where that's from. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Well, yes, he is the lead guitarist of ACDC. Yes, I, we all know this. Angus Young. Gosh. I didn't know this until I read it. Sorry. Oh, my Lord. I okay. don't pay attention to who's who in bands. All I know is Freddie Mercury is the lead singer of... <laughs> yeah, Queen. if they showed up as, I am Freddie and I'm Mercury, <laughs> <laughs> the other dude had better be wearing wings on his shoes. <laughs> All right, well, they go to the morgue, and uh, they look the victim over, and it's clear. It looks like she's got Dracula teeth marks. Find out from the sheriff that there is a witness he's not very reliable his name's ed brewer uh back with the boys they go and uh, into a bar and they meet up with jamie a bartender and they ask jamie like if they know this ed brewer guy and she's like why do you want to know him like oh we want to talk to him they introduce themselves as feds at this point but you can kind of tell that jamie really doesn't believe that they're feds they find Mr. Brewer, I think he was just happens to be in the same bar, and he's drinking out of a comically huge beer stein. Yes. Well, it was. I'm thinking he was there because it was Oktoberfest. I mean, that's probably the place, the central place where everyone would go for this festival. Yeah, you know, when I, those big beer steins, you know, with the flip top, the pewter tops on them and stuff, I've seen those in people's houses. Have you ever seen anyone actually drink out of one? No, I haven't. I think they're more for show than anything. Yeah, I even got one for being in a wedding once. It was a big pewter stein, and it's got the clear bottom, because then you can see if people are going to shoot you while you're having a drink. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's why they used to put glass bottoms in mugs. That's cool. Um, no, yeah, people, if I owned one of those, uh, I think my dad's got some. You know, if I ever inherit those, I'm going to drink a big old beer out of one. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> After I empty out the 25, 30... Maybe 50 years of cobwebs. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, they sit down with Mr. Brewer and they do their typical, you know, you can trust us. Don't worry. We've heard it all. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing you can say will blow us away. And so he explains, hey, I was walking through the park at night and I thought I saw two people making out, but it was a dude biting a girl on the neck and she was struggling. They say, well, can you describe the attacker? And it was a vampire, like a real one from the movies, even at an accent. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Brewer then uh, goes and does a really bad reenactment of the vampire. And the camera goes back to the boys, and they're just looking at him like, are you high? Yeah, they looked like their faces were just complete, almost just like blank. no expression. Yeah, completely blank. Like, <laughs> uh-huh, right. Dean goes, walks back over to the bar and orders a beer. Uh, then Sam wanders up to him, picks up a, a napkin because the, the bartender that's with her like blotted her lipstick. And she just put her lipstick blot back down on, on the bar. Gross. Well, Sam picks it up, looks at it, and then he just chucks it on the floor. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Dean keeps hitting on this bartender because she's pretty cute. Well, we learn uh, that when Dean came came back and like during this conversation that happens here though we learned that when dean came back from hell all of his human wounds were healed and he believes he's a virgin now. <laughs> yeah because like sam and dean are like off i mean they aren't like having a three-way conversation with the bartender at this point it was just sam and dean were right they're talking. sitting there at the table talking because first i have first thing i mentioned that he doesn't think it's their kind of case it's just some weirdo right. dressed up pretending to be dracula doing this that did this killing yep um 
but yeah, then we learn about Dean like being all brand new and he thinks he's a virgin. I gotta say, I think I agree with them. If if everything else on his body is healed, wouldn't like that mean none of it was actually used in this life? Here's the thing about that. And it was brought up in the episode well, the very first episode, Lazarus Rising. When he took off his shirt or took off his shirt part way to show the handprint on his shoulder to Bobby. Right. You could still see his tattoo that he and Sam got to prevent them from being possessed by demons. Oh, that tattoo would have been missing, that too. That tattoo would have been gone, too. Yeah, that doesn't make sense now. Right. It's not a brand new meat suit that he's got. No, but for but, some reason, because he said, like, all, yeah, all his stab wounds, gunshot wounds, you know, crooked fingers from being broken <coughs> are all 100% okay. That's why he thinks he's rehymenated and he's a virgin. Okay, no, no. If you still got a tattoo, then that's still your old meat suit you're walking around in. Which, ew, gross. He was dead for four months. <laughs> well, they brought, I mean, they gave it a nice buff job and you know, a new paint job, it seems. All right, well, then Dean uh, turns around, keeps hitting on Jamie, and she keeps turning him down. That's the end of that scene. Yep. Then at night. Uh, we have, oh, it's at night here. Well, wrong mouse. Gosh, here I am wiggling the wrong mouse around. He's got like three computers in front of him, so I can see where he'd be confused a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, I have in my notes here, it, it's, it's at night and Penny has some thoughts on the mood. Moon. Moon. <laughs> yeah, because here they're showing, it's at night. Show, see this car? It looks like it's parked at Inspiration Point. It's a full moon. But when the show, when the episode began and they showed Sam and Dean driving the Impala into Pennsylvania, it was a crescent moon. I'm like, whoa, how long does this Oktoberfest run and how <laughs> long have these boys been in this town? I think Oktoberfest runs for like oh, many, a couple of weeks at least. It does run for like at least a couple of weeks, but there's no way they were there that long, you know, because... When it was first the vampire. Yeah, didn't thinking, Dean even said, oh, we're going to be out of here soon? Yeah, we're going to be out of here soon. So, yeah. Well, they maybe went, maybe they went to a whole lot of bars before they found this bar with Jamie and Ed in it at the same time. They went to every other bar in town, got smashed and hit on every other bartender. And it took them a week or two to get around to this one. Right, sure. Well, then up at Inspiration Point, we see that two people are making out in the backseat of a car. And this dude is trying to talk his girl into sex. Oh, he's using the classic lines of, baby, you can't let it get backed up. It's pretty much like a 50s teen makeout <laughs> Inspiration Point line sort of thing. And then there's a full It's going to cause medical problems. <laughs> and then you can hear howling in the distance and it's foggy again. Yeah, and outside, though, we see the wolf man creeping up closer to the car. Uh, the car windows break, the girl screams, and we hear some chomping noises outside. And that's the end of that. Yeah, because the monster reached in and pulled a man out of the car. Yeah, with like big silly looking gloves it looked like. It was not the best uh, costume dressing here. If that was supposed to be a real wolf man. Well, you know, the, the, of course. But if you think the 50s movies, wolf man movies, that's probably how the prosthetics looked back then. Yeah, but they're trying to make it a real guy here, right? Well, yes. All right. But so the next day, no butts. I'll go to my butt later. <laughs> no, that came out wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you what I meant later. I'll tell you about my butt later. <laughs> I'll go to my butt later. 
Never Promises, mind. promises, mother. <laughs> okay, the next day we see that Sam and Dean is sitting down with the victim from that car attack. And she says it was a werewolf. Claws, face, fur, everything, just like the movies. <laughs> so Sam and Dean, then they're back at the morgue. They open up uh, the victim's little body bag there, and we don't see it, but they act like it was a horror show. Yeah, it they just, did. They're like, ew. Yeah, they were grossed out by it. Sam notices that it's good deep bites right to the bone, just like a werewolf would do, but the heart is still there, Sam noticed. Yes, and we Sheriff know. comes down at this point and says the lab came back and the hair samples are wolf hair. <laughs> Sam and Dean then look at each other very confused. Yes. Um, oh, I was going to say something about the heart missing. Oh, that's like in Supernatural, we have learned that that's usually when a werewolf kills a person, that's what they want is they want to eat the heart. So it was very weird that um, right. the heart would still be there. Back at Oktoberfest bar that they've been hanging out with and with Jamie, Sam and Dean are trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Jamie uh, wanders by their table and lets Dean know that she gets off at midnight tonight. And then again, we see the other bartender blotting her damn lipstick. What did she put on too much lipstick or what? Yeah, I don't know why they had her character do that because... I mean, usually when you put on lipstick and you blot it, you're in the bathroom and you put in your lipstick, you blot your lipstick, you throw the tissue away, and then you're done. You don't do it, like, in the middle of your shift at Oktoberfest. Yeah, it seems pretty weird. Okay, uh, then we're back outside at night, spooky, I believe, at the Museum of American History. And down in the basement, there's a mummy tomb. There's a security guard on the phone, and he's, uh, he's trying to figure out where it came from. Whose it is, what's supposed to happen with it, there is no paperwork with it or nothing. It just appeared out of thin air at the loading dock. So while he's got his back turned to the tomb, then a mummy crawls out of the tomb and strangles the security guard to death. Yes. So at this point then, it goes to um, intermission, I believe? Yeah, I think so. You know, like in the movies, <clears throat> back in the day, I used to have the intermission with a little curtain and across the screen and the little music i don't know what are you on about yeah people know what an intermission is well not if you're born in this decade movies still have intermissions if you go to the theaters it's still a thing you're looking at me like i'm nuts i have never the only movie i've seen an intermission in in the last 30 years because it was so long was braveheart yeah, Braveheart had one. Dances with Wolves had one. Look how old those movies the are. The Hateful though. Eight had one. That just came out a couple of years ago. Long movies, intermissions are still a thing. Yeah, It's good, too. It's Filmmakers like them, too. I mean, you're supposed to stop and reflect on what you've just seen. That's why 2001 has an intermission in the middle of it. It's, it's meant for you to have a mental break, process what you've seen, so far and then prepare yourself for what's to come right so they're good i like intermissions <laughs> let's uh go to the wait that's it, beforehand <laughs> that's um no they had it in drive-ins when they had intermissions talking about going to the snack bar and getting yeah snacks. like between films right yeah. exactly they want you to get up and go eat expensive hot dogs and popcorn okay uh at the uh so it's at night, 
Jamie's standing outside of her bar. By the way, Oktoberfest is cleared out. The roads are empty. And I'm like, if it's just midnight at Oktoberfest, why isn't there still people hanging around? Well, what you forgot to mention, when they were still at the museum, um, they're looking at the sarcophagus. And oh, I missed that whole part that, yeah, they then the boys are with the police investigating the museum. Dean sees that the tomb is from a prop house, and Sam sees that there's a little bucket of dry ice for special effect. Okay, Sam saw that it was from the prop house, and Dean lifts up the bucket of dry ice for the special effect. I can't believe after this episode number 65, and you still can't tell which one is Sam and which one is Dean. I don't think, I don't think that's how it went. I think I it's do. the other way around. I know how it went. Okay, well, it's at night. Jamie's standing outside. We know it's midnight. She's off of her shift, which is now dead empty. Like, this is this Oktoberfest. They roll up their uh, their roads pretty early at night, it seems. Yeah, we went to an Oktoberfest years ago. I think when we were first married. Yep, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, it was a ball. Yeah, That's 2 a.m. It was still kind of hopping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to separate us Germans from our beer. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just fucking dead empty. Not a soul in sight. This show kind of gets really obvious things wrong a couple of, sometimes. Yeah, it does. She walks off annoyed down a dark alley and here's a, you know, we hear some wings flapping away and what do you know, Dracula shows up behind her. <laughs> uh, if they were trying to go for a Bella Lugosi looking Dracula, not the best. No, kind of a fat rip off. They weren't, I don't think they're looking for a bella lugosi but they were looking for um oh more like who's that one guy his name is george he's always tan he was in a parody vampire movie called bite me or something jesus god no i don't know what you're all right well then we see dracula though and uh, you know it it looks like Bella Lugosi just about 100 pounds fatter. Yeah. Not that the guy was fat, but he was much bigger than Bella Lugosi. He sure. starts laying on her all the classic Dracula stuff about you're the, you know, you're Call my lost lover through time and blah, blah, blah. Well, calls her Mina. Yeah, calls her Mina. It follows the movie pretty much. But then she pulls out pepper spray, <laughs> hits him in the eyeballs. He screams. She runs off. Dean shows up just in time, you know, a couple minutes late for his date. Uh, they start fighting, and then at this point during the fight, Dracula calls Dean Mr. Harker. Yet again, a Dracula reference. Mm -hmm. That is the one classic monster movie I've seen, Dracula. So let's let's make sure we... It's just all the other ones I haven't. Right. <laughs> all right. Dean rips Dracula's ear off. Dracula goes running, <laughs> jumps over a fence, hops on a little scooter and takes off, and then goes beep, beep, like he's walking <laughs> across and grab It's the best. It's the best. I know. It was beep, so beep. funny. <laughs> Just to see this big guy in his little scooter taken off. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's out of say. Oh, by the way, I got in my notes. This is when intermission happens. So okay. we already had our intermission conversation. Uh, so then we see that Dean and Jamie, they're inside the closed bar. Sam shows up. Uh, I don't know how Sam just walked. The bar's closed. It's All the yeah. lights are off. How does Sam get in? I have no idea. All right. Well, Dean then pulls out Dracula's ear, tells Sam to touch it. Sam touches it and goes, yeah, you, you recognize that feeling? It's a shapeshifter, just like Milwaukee and just like someplace else yeah i can't remember the first one 
Um, plus, he also ripped off uh, something of the guy's costume, and the tag on it was the same costume shop that was on the sarcophagus. So they're like, okay, this guy is obviously someone shapeshifter into these old-timey movies. Yeah, there's some pretty open conversation about what these guys do, and Jamie calls them out like, "Are you guys are like Mulder and Scully, huh? <laughs> And then uh, Dean's like, well, that's TV and we're real, which is a pretty funny line, I guess, since they're on TV. Uh, Sam explains the name things. Oh, yeah, Sam's the one that then has to go and explain to them the Harker reference. Yeah, who Mina and Jonathan Harker are. Which was so ridiculous. Come on. Everyone saw Bram Stoker's Dracula, right, in the 90s? The one that really kicks ass? I don't know. I guess maybe Dean didn't. I mean, I can understand if you didn't see the old black and white one. That's not everyone's. Black and white movies aren't everyone's. Right. They, they're they feeling comfortable by watching them or something. I never understood it, but whatever. But, I mean, the Bram Stoker one from the 90s, that movie kicks ass. Oh, yeah, it does. That's, yeah, the only thing wrong with that is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves and his horrible British accent. Oh, whatever. The whole thing is perfect all the way around. Just as ridiculous and over the top as it. Is it supposed to be? I have to say, Gary Oldman was the bomb in that movie. Yeah, people pick on the big beehive haircut. I thought that was fantastic. I think the whole thing is just perfect. It's exactly what it should have been. Maybe a little more nudity and sex, but, you know, it was horny enough, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so... uh, They, uh, Jamie, uh, they ask, like, hey, you know, is there... Is there anyone in town that kind of fits the description of when they showed up, weird shit started happening? He's like, well, this Ed guy, he's pretty weird, and he's got a crush on me. He kind of seems to fit the bill of the situation. Because he's new in town and <laughs> yep, and works at the theater running the projector. So right away, I figure this is a red herring, because why would Ed tattle on himself? Yes. I, I, you're right. Well, what a better way to throw off suspicion than... Than to say, than to follow all the weirdo stuff? No, no, no. Ed would have never been, they would have never been able to interview Ed if he was behind it. So right away, I know that's a red herring. Well, Sam heads off to Ed's house. Dean stays behind at the bar and keeps explaining to Jamie more about their monster hunting. Jamie realizes that they are obviously not FBI and asks them if they just kind of tramp around the country and fight evil and why do they do it. They have a big old conversation about that. Once again, they are just leaving all of this trail of information behind them that seems like it would be so easy for the FBI or anyone to pick up on. You would, but then who is who would believe her if she said, oh, my God, monsters are real. I met these guys that actually fight them. Now, if you met someone like that, you'd be like, oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. If, I, if one of my friends that I really trust, like, came to me and they told me about some crazy-ass story, I might believe them. First, I would ask, okay, what drugs are you on and why aren't you sure? Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do a lot of vetting about <laughs> mental state of mind, chemical use, even if they drank enough water that day. But once we get past all of that, I don't know. Like, if, if let's, say, let's say one day your sister got in touch with you and she wanted to tell you about the time the UFO took her to Venus. And she was 100% serious. She had tears in her eyes. Would you ever believe her? No. Even if it 100% happened? 
even if she actually did go to Venus, and there would be never be a way for her to convince you. No, because I don't believe in extraterrestrials. So. All right. Just Jesus. I'm a little more trusting of my fellow man, I guess. Oh, no. God. Where have you been all these years? <laughs> Come on. It's 2020. Trust no one. Deny everything. You're going there for Mulder and Scully, yeah, Scully and Mulder. <laughs> okay. So uh, he, he Dean kind of explains, hey, you know, I like saving people. He's really kind of talking himself up to get in the sack at this point, <laughs> if you ask me. She kind of, uh, the tone of her voice, the look on her face, she doesn't really think this is all that hot of a deal. It's like, Jesus, you guys, I wouldn't fucking do that. That's kind of the expression I get from her. Well, he tells her they're on a mission from God. Yeah. He should have done it a lot cooler, though, like the Blues Brothers. Exactly. He should have put on, like, some big, you know, some sun, dark sunglasses and then said that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jamie then asks, hey, are you like a monk or something? You a celibate? And then he's like, oh, God, I hope not. And then they start making out. Right when they're making out, the other bartender, Lucy, comes in and interrupts them. And right in my notes, Lucy, exclamation point, exclamation point, that's in Dracula 2, so now I know she's the bad guy. Spoiler alert. Oh, I guess you're supposed to say that first, huh? Yeah, you're supposed to warn of spoilers and then say them, not the other way around. Well, who's listening to this and watching this episode in real time along <laughs> with us? That would be a pain in the ass. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I, we learned, like, the uh, Jamie's like, oh, hey, Lucy. And then as soon as she says that, I'm like, oh, the jig's up on this show. Well, she called her Lucy before this, too. Oh, this really? Her, yeah, this isn't the first time she mentioned her oh, name Lucy. Oh, crap. I wish I'd have caught it earlier. No. Well, we see Sam's at the movie theater, off to see Ed. I guess he lives at the theater, something like that? No, he works there as a productionist. Okay, then why is nobody else there then? It's an empty movie theater at 1 a.m. with the door open. None of this makes sense. I have no idea. All right, well, now you see why I think things like Ed lives there, I guess, because why else would he be there? So he's playing a pipe organ. Uh, Sam goes behind the curtain. Now, I guess they did silent movies there, so there'd be a pipe organ behind the screen, which seems pretty cool. That makes sense, yes. Uh, Sam goes up behind him, pulls a gun on him, and, uh, he I mean, Ed is, like, scared shitless. Sam goes in and starts yanking his ear off, and he's like, hey, that's supposed to come loose. And Ed's like, no, it's not. <laughs> so, and then look on, Sam, on Ed's face, is like, oh, damn it, I'm sorry, dude. No, Sam's face. You were at the first time. Sam's <laughs> face. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to scare the shit out of you and try to pull your ear off. <laughs> Clearly, Ed's not a shapeshifter. No, it is not Ed. Well, back at the bar, Lucy's serving drinks. And she pretty quickly, uh, we see that Dean and Jamie are drugged. Well, I, saw, I wrote Jamie drunk because she was slurring her speech. At this point, Dean was pretty good, but yeah, then he started going. Oh, I was right when she got sloppy because she was straight right before then. So to, for her to be so sloppy so quick, how long did, were they? How long was Lucy sitting there serving drinks? Because I think even it sounded like the first drink she was making. Because then even Dean was like, "Yeah, stay around for a drink. We'd love to have you," <laughs> you know, because yeah. he didn't want her around. So I thought that she, that was like the first one. 
Once again, though, she blots her lipstick and puts the dirty-ass napkin down on the bar. Uh, Dean quickly figures out, like, hey, I'm drugged. Oh, shit. This bitch is the one that, this is the bad guy in the whole story. Yeah. And uh, he gets up and tries to fight her, but pretty quickly he's too drugged to uh, fight, and Lucy stomps him in the head. <laughs> Come back from, I think, commercial at this point. Come back, and down in Frankenstein's lab, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Frank, a big Frankenstein lab setup. Yeah, it does, with the table and everything. Yep, all the little meters around the edge and the uh, the big big wooden doors and the like big... Uh, concrete brick walls dean is tied down to a table and i guess the shapeshifter took off his clothes because now he's dressed in lederhosen yeah that's what it looks like <laughs> that's interesting dean uh lucy <laughs> lucy got a little handy i never understood why i realized it was oktoberfest but that had nothing to do with the the monster movie thing so, yeah, why the shifter dressed him in Lederhosen is beyond me. I think Other it is to fit the German thing that I think the movie's from. Could be. We'll have to look up. We're going to have, we're watching Frankenstein after this. Okay, sounds good. Well, at that point, Dracula walks in. <laughs> yes, these are actual sentences. <laughs> Down in Frankenstein's lab, Dean is tied up in Lederhosen and Dracula walks in. <laughs> Uh, Dean at this point starts verbally abusing Dracula and Dracula punches him in the face a couple of times. He doesn't like being back sassed to it seems. And Dracula explains, hey, I like old movies. They're elegant. Uh, explains that the, the move, the monsters and movies, the move, Jesus age. I got to. <laughs> I'm not having a stroke people. He explains that in his movie, the monsters are going to win, and the hero will be electrocuted. And there we go. I finally got that sentence. Yes, yeah, so the up. monster not only wins, but the monster gets the girl. Yeah. This was kind of their conversation. This was all culminated from Dean kind of picking on him for his bizarro uh, selection of character to shapeshift into. Right as Dracula goes over to the wall and to pull down a great big power switch, which I was thinking to myself, okay, did this guy really build all this stuff? Is that really going to electrocute him, or is he just wanting to scare him? I'm thinking that it probably was not functioning, and it was more to scare him. Since everything else was props, why yes. would this be real? Exactly, exactly. Well, ding dong, someone's at the door. Dracula, <laughs> Dracula goes upstairs, <laughs> answers the door, and it's a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> And uh, Dracula, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Dracula asks the guy, like, is there any garlic on that pizza? And the pizza delivery guy's like, I don't know. Did you order garlic? He's like, no. He's <laughs> like, dude, just give me my money. I want to split. It's so ridiculous. Yes, he's like, I have four more deliveries to make. And then Dracula pulls Wait, I have a coupon. Oh, yes, yes. All of a sudden, Dracula then pulls out a freaking coupon for this pizza delivery. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Where did he hide that on his cape? Well, Sam then uh, goes back to the bar, I guess after screwing around with Ed. Goes back to the bar, sees that there was a fight scene, and looks down, and what do you know? Lucy left behind her dirty-ass napkin, which gave her up. 
So ridiculous that she did that, but okay. Back at Dracula's house, uh, Jamie wakes up, and Dracula offers her a gown because they're about ready to have dinner. Some pizza. This is what this guy, who's all into elegance, thinks it makes for a romantic dinner. Delivered pizza. Hey, if it's a good pizza, it's a good pizza. What can you do? Well, Jamie doesn't want to... Jamie's kind of tired of these games, doesn't want to comply, just starts complaining about the whole thing. Dracula then screams very loudly, put the, put on the damn gown. <laughs> like the, the accent, everything's gone. It just sounds like an angry father yelling out the back door at the kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, just put on the gown. <laughs> Sam shows up at the house. Somehow he knows where Lucy lives, even though it's Dracula, but okay. Sam... <laughs> See, that was one of the goofs on IMDb. Nowhere in this episode does it mention where Lucy lived. Yeah. So how Sam would know where to find them, nobody knows. No clue. It's just a miracle. Sam goes inside, pulls out a gun, starts wandering around the house looking for Dean and Jamie, I guess. We go back and we see now Jamie does have the gown on. I don't know if Dracula just stared, <laughs> stood there and watched her get dressed and undressed but oh he was a gentleman he had his back turned probably dracula though at this point seems really sad and lonely his dad called him a monster and beat him he says every place he went he was attacked he took comfort in the great classic monster movies because they were strong feared beautiful and he wants to be just like that and now he thinks he is he uh lets on that he thinks jamie is now his good friend and he won't be lonely now anymore without her but jamie asks like are you sure you aren't lonely because of all of your killing of people this point dracula hears a noise jamie starts screaming for dean well dracula's friendship for jamie goes right out the door because she smacks her heart across the face yeah knocks her out onto and she falls onto the bed he's like wow dracula you went from being lonely trying to explain your side of the situation to being an asshole like really fast <laughs> Okay, so uh, Dracula hears a noise, gets swings through me. Sam finds Dean, calls him Hansel, gets him off of the uh, the table that he was tied down to. Sam though walks, uh, they go over and to walk into Jamie's room, which is just like a couple of doors over. One really funny thing that I pointed out to you on this: so there's great big double doors, and now the first set that they come to. Uh, they just kick open, and you can clearly see that they're fake, like two by four foam core board. They're they're phony baloney doors, which is fine. Of course, they would be. Everything else has been a prop. But then when Sam and Dean walk into the next room, the the doors don't split from the middle as the picture on them, I guess, has you. It believe? looks like French doors. Yeah, yeah you know, it, French doors. but the whole thing just swings open as one big kind of gate <laughs> <laughs> out, out from the side. I don't know. If that, that must have been intentional, but I don't I'm know sure. how many people noticed. I'm sure it was intentional. Yeah. It was hilarious, though, because I put in my notes, the door doesn't seem to work right. <laughs> Sam quickly gets kicked through a wall. Dean and Dracula fight. At this point, there's a gun rolling around on the floor. Dracula gets shot through the back two times. He calls it as being shot by Silver. Camera pans back, and it shows that Jamie was the one that fired and killed him. 
Dracula then lays on a bunch of great classic end of the movie lines. It was like, it was beauty that killed the beast and something or other. And this is how the movie should have ended. Yeah, I guess that line, this is beauty that killed the beast was from King Kong, according to IMDb. Yep, yep, that sounds right. Yep. Um... And I put, yeah, he was shot with shil- silver bullets. The shifter after his drama dies. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a really cool ending, an homage to classic movies, even in that that ending bit. The next day, we see Dean and Jamie are making out. <laughs> Sam pops up behind them and gives them the uh, the the kind of high eyebrow flash of, "Hey, let's go, I'm ready to go." Uh, Dean says, look, it was a happy ending, and I got a happy ending. The end. <laughs> well, no, she did thank them for saving her. Oh, yeah, I forgot that one small detail. She thanked them when and they said goodbye. And then they discussed, well, and then Dean made something, made a comment about wishing that, <clears throat> you know, life was more like movies, and then Sam says, oh, I know what your movie would be, and they go back and forth on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good, and they call it calls out Porky's 2 is what, Sam believes Dean's real-life movie would be like is Porky's 2. And Dean kind of has a look on his face like, how did you guess? <laughs> Which, I mean, we watch Porky's 2. It doesn't really, like, call out anything wildly embarrassing. Like, oh, you want to be in a play that gets uh, protested by a fanatical religious group and then bust the KKK? Like, okay. <laughs> it's... I really think it's that Porky's has such a stinky bad name for being naughty movies that they don't have all of the racial hatred. I didn't know about all the racial racial hatred stuff in those films. No, I didn't either. Because like you said, we watched them yesterday. We watched all three of them. Porky's, Porky's 2, and then Porky's Revenge. And yeah, there's a lot of those boys kicking ass because of all the racist jerks around them. Yeah, it, it's like a real... It's, it's crazy in 2020... That those movies, I mean, are a strong anti-racism message in them, but they have such a strong, it's okay to flash your wiener at a girl message. <laughs> and, I mean, they just, the sex angle, they just do not care. No, well, it was made in the 80s, set in the 50s, so, you know. People really that raunchy like that and naughty with each other? Yes. Yes. Mm, seems very odd. Of course, I don't know how anyone meets anyone nowadays. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Not allowed to look at the other sex in a workplace, hardly. No, that's true. Oh, my gosh. You and I would have been in so much trouble if we'd been oh, these days. No, we'd have, at work. Yeah, we'd have both been fired and who knows what. You know, now everyone's going through their mind, Jesus, what the hell do those two do at work? Right. <laughs> well. I took my breaks at the wrong time. <laughs> Give me a reason to talk to you and annoy the hell out of you. And, you know, for people that don't know us, Dan and I were not dating you all that long before he proposed and we got married. So I was like, oh, Penny's pregnant. I was like, nope. Wasn't. 23, no. 23 years later, still no kids. I'm still shocked by that. I had no idea that so many people thought that we had an early engagement because they thought you were pregnant. Yeah, that's a lot of people said, oh. I'm like, nope. Sorry. How many times do you have to fend that question off? I think only one or two. Okay. So Probably from close friends and family then. 
it, but yeah, it wasn't. It a wouldn't lot. just be like a team lead at work. No. So Dan knocked you up, huh? No. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Anything else about this movie? No, it just was a good homage to all those classic 50s black and white movies, monster movies. Yeah, I dug it. I also like the fact that there's a, a little bit of a red herring, then there's a clue to tell you who the real person is. You know, I like I like unlocking shows as they go along. You know, if you pay attention close enough, then you won't be surprised by the end. I like that the best. Um, that's why Columbo's so ridiculous. They show you exactly everything that happened in the very first scene, and then they unwrap it all. You're like, you already showed us it, dum-dum. uh so yeah i really liked it i dug it you know it's a monster of the week it has nothing to do with anything but obviously it wasn't going to being a black and white halloween special right exactly so yeah we're gonna watch frankenstein next and uh (laughs) we're gonna get a full face full of that and probably move into some others now that we got a nice cold gloomy day this is what hollow this is what october should have been like yeah, what are we doing rolling around at 70 degrees and sunshine? They waited till the end of November to get here, but it's finally here. Any uh, Anything else then? No, you already asked me that. Answer still no. All righty. What's the next episode? Oh, one of my favorites. I keep saying that. Like, I really like this mo- the one we just watched, Monster Movie. It's called Yellow Fever, Season 4, Episode 6. All right. I really hope that that's not a racial thing about someone being hot for an Asian person. No, I don't think the, the magazine Busty Asian Beauties comes out once in this episode. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's the joke I should have told. Go, Oh, my God, Busty Asian Beauties is at the center of an episode. No, yellow as in a scaredy cat. Gotcha. What? I'll, I'll, never mind. I'll find you out know, about it tomorrow. Back in the day, you called a yellow belly. That meant you were scared? Yeah, you're yellow. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, so it's called Yellow Fever. Yellow Fever. So everyone gets yellow and starts running around scared. Let's just say we really get to see Jensen Eccles in his comedic talents for oh, this okay. episode. Fun. <coughs> All right, just a reminder we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Please join and uh, chat with us there. Our website, coupleofidgets.com. It's got all of our contact info on there, every single episode. If you uh, know some people that you want to share this show with and they don't know how to work a podcasting app necessarily, the website's the best place to go. You can just pull up the newest uh, episode and click play and listen to your little earballs content. (laughs) Um, We stream on all the major platforms, so if you do know how to use a podcasting app, you can just find us pretty much any place. As always, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anyone you know that likes Supernatural about us and see if they'll want to join us. Because a lot of times I know things that are right and Penny debates me and I need someone to go on the website and comment and tell me I'm right. Sure, that sounds good. (laughs) So I need your help, people. (laughs) Until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow.